Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Astrology with Alice. Today, I am going to be getting into how to start tracking transits and seeing how they show up in your life. This is a question I get asked about quite a bit. Um, People like see posts on Instagram about certain astrology transits, or they'll get a reading with me, and they're just wanting to know how can I do this for myself? And I would say like learning transits is one of the best tools you can have to understand like why you might be feeling a certain way, why certain events are occurring in your life in that specific time frame. Like the birth chart is great and all, but I really feel like transits is where you're like, you truly understand like the power of astrology and how literal it can show up in your life. And to define transits, for those of you who may not know what that term means, transits are where the planets currently are in the sky at this moment in time. And you can look at transits two ways. You can just look at those planets in general, like knowing that Saturn is in Pisces right now until February 2026, or that Sagittarius season just begun, so the sun is in Sagittarius. That's what I'm talking about when when we're talking about transits. Um, So you can look at that in a broader sense of like, okay, Saturn and Pisces, that might show up in society in this way, or certain world events are going on because of that Pluto and Aquarius transit about to start up again. Um, Whereas if you want to know how your life as an indiv- is it impacted on an individual level, you're looking at how transits are playing out throughout your own birth chart. So you're overlaying transits to your birth chart. And when you're looking at a transit chart, it will be um, a ring of planets. And sometimes they show up as a different color, but a ring of planetary symbols overlaid on the outer circle of your birth chart. And to understand like how a transit will manifest for you, you really need to have a good sound understanding of what each planet means, like what are the themes associated with all of the planets, as well as all of the houses. Like I would start there. It can definitely get more complex, but I feel like when you're first getting started with transits, it's really helpful to note how, like what planet is moving through what house and how are those themes of that house being brought up more prominently. So my advice for people that don't already have that is like go and memorize the definitions of all 12 houses in your chart because you're going to need that information before that will just like help you have a base for then going on to understand what a transit means when it activates that house. To back it up a little bit though, my favorite website for tracking transits is astroseek.com. So If you want to like pull this up on your web browser, the URL is horoscopes.astro-seek.com. And that should take you to a place where you can put in your birth chart information. Um, I always say use whole sign houses, which can be found under extended settings. Um, Whole sign houses, especially with transits, like the second a plant... The second a planet enters a new sign, it's in a new house. So once you have your birth chart pulled up, if you're looking at this on a computer, there'll be a sidebar option with a lot of other charts you can select and you can just select transit chart from that. Or if you're looking at at your birth chart on 
your phone, you may have to scroll down and then you'll see those options too. But transits, again, will appear as an outer ring of planetary symbols around your birth chart. And it can be very overwhelming because there are so many planets and so many houses and like aspects to keep track of with transits. So for the purpose of this episode, I'm just going to get into not what to even prioritize, just like how to familiarize yourself with what a transit looks like through a certain house of your chart. And to do this, it's really helpful to just start tracking like where is the moon every day because that is the planet that changes signs the most. And what like as we go over in the weekly forecast every Monday, like I'm talking about what sign the moon is in and what aspects it's making to other planets. To take this one step further so you can learn transits, you should then like apply that to your birth chart. So if I'm talking about like the moon being in Sagittarius, knowing that maybe that's your, um, if you're a Libra rising, maybe Sagittarius would be your third house. So you would know that like when I'm talking about the moon being in Sagittarius for that couple day period, you can then know that third house theme specifically will be coming up for you. So maybe over a month long period, because that's how long it takes the moon to move through all 12 signs of the zodiac. So in a month, you will see the moon move through every single sign and every single house of your chart. And I would honestly like start jotting down what happens, like what what little minor events are going on in your life as the moon moves through these houses. Because with the lunar transits, Nothing huge is happening unless it's like the moon is configured in an eclipse. Um, We'll get to new and full moons in a second. But the moon is kind of more of a minor, like, how are you feeling that day? What are kind of like little interactions that are going on? Like, for instance, if the moon is moving through your 10th house for a two, three day period, one week, that definitely does not mean that you're going to like change careers on that day or get some like huge work opportunity come up just because it's it's just a moon transit. Unless it's backed up by other planets, it's not going to result in anything huge. But you may want to notice how career-type themes are a bit more prominent for that couple days. Or maybe there's like a little positive feedback you get from your boss. Or maybe you just find yourself reflecting a lot more on your long-term goals. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about like tracking these moon transits, it's it's not that like nothing's happening. It's more so like you need to pay attention to the more minor events that are happening in your life that normally you wouldn't place importance on. So like, for instance, I just for like the past week, I started seriously like journaling and writing down what was happening with like each moon transit because like by this point I have a pretty good idea of what all of the moon transits mean through every house but by writing this down in a journal every day it helped me to recognize even the littlest things that applied to that moon transit so for instance on November 14th the moon was in Sagittarius in which is Sagittarius is my fifth house of my chart. So I was reflecting on like, how did I see both Sagittarius and fifth house themes come up throughout November 14th and November 15th? So on November 14th, I wrote like that I was reflecting on how I can show up more on social media, um, share more of my personality, also just building more confidence in myself and not worrying about 
people maybe defollowing me or not liking my content. So that was just like underlying feelings I was having that day, but it definitely applied to the fifth house transit of building greater self-esteem, not relying on other people for validation and figuring out how to be more creative. And then on November 15th, I wrote that the moon was still in my fifth house that day in Sagittarius. I felt that I was way more relaxed and I was more playful in my relationship. Like it just felt more romantic um, that night and throughout the next morning. Then if we were to skip ahead to November 17th, the moon had moved into Capricorn by then. So it had shifted from my fifth house to my sixth house. So noticing how like the fifth house themes of feeling more relaxed, more creative, more self-focused and seeing how that fades away. And then the moon, when it moves into the six, it's more about like routine, work, details, health. And so on that day, I recognized like, oh my God, I just had a call with my wedding planner. And we talked about like all these hardcore logistics and details and run of show and how everything was going to go down at the wedding. And that just felt very six house moon transit for me, like having to take care of these minor details. Um, And also like that brought in the theme of Capricorn too, because it's thinking of like more of a long term and also something that honors commitment, like a marriage, but then like the wedding is still several months away. So I was thinking strategically about the long-term future, which is very Capricorn. So those are just a couple examples. And like, I also noted like when the moon made aspects to other planets, like on, um, Later on Friday, and I went back and like added this in, the moon was still in Capricorn, my sixth house, but then it met up with a conjunction with Pluto um, on Friday night. And I just like had this difficult interaction with someone where they said something that triggered an insecurity I had in myself. And it made me really look at that. And I was like, why am I focusing so much mental energy on this insecurity? So that was very mental, that was very moon Pluto as well. Like having a repressed emotion come up that was triggered by someone else saying something to me that I had to look at. And then the next day, the moon was in Aquarius, my seventh house. And I spent the whole day with my partner, like doing fun stuff, running errands and just being together. So you can see how that trajectory of the moon just from that little sliver of time, like being in the fifth house for a couple of days, then my sixth house for a couple more days, and then the seventh house. How like the themes of each day were distinctly different, but it wasn't like anything major was happening, but like where where my emotions were tied to and more minor events, they very much represented like the house that the moon was moving through. So that is like first and foremost, that's like, track that, start tracking that, and you'll start to get a way better idea of how the themes associated with a particular house are brought up more intensely when there's a transit through them. And yes, with the moon, it's kind of like those themes are not super intense. They're felt on a smaller level, but then like, let's say you haven't experienced like Saturn going through your 12th house yet as an adult. So it's like, what does that actually mean? And it might be hard to grasp that. It's like, okay, what is a moon transit like through the 12th house of my chart every single month that it goes there? And then applying 
how you see those 12th house themes come up and then applying that with a longer transit like Saturn. So I just feel like tracking the moon gives you a foundation to then go on and understand how another transit might manifest in that part of your chart too. Another way, and this might honestly be easier, is to track the sun's transit through all 12 signs and 12 12 houses of your chart because you don't need, you don't necessarily need to look at um, a transit chart calculator for this because whenever you know that it's a certain zodiac season, so for instance, it's Sagittarius season now, which means that the sun is transiting through Sagittarius. And if you know, if you have memorized like what sign rules what house of your chart, like knowing that a Sagittarius rising, Sagittarius rules your first house. If you're a Scorpio rising, Sagittarius rules your second house. Knowing that every time the sun is in Sagittarius, so every time it's Sagittarius season, if you're a Scorpio rising, that means your second house is highlighted and activated for a month-long period while that season is in effect. This is like, you would have to watch these transits for over a year if you're just getting started out to see how that how that like second house transit and then the third house season, how those get activated for you. But it is helpful to see like recurring patterns from year to year, how like always, like for instance, I always have a difficult time emotionally during cancer season. Like every end of June, most of July is harder for me because cancer is my 12th house. So that's like the sun is moving through my 12th house at that time. Whereas I love Gemini season that comes right before it because that's my 11th house. So it's more about interaction with people and having a lot of support. Another example would be like knowing that the career and work focus parts of your chart are like the second, the sixth, and the 10th houses, just seeing what signs rule those houses and knowing that like when it's the season of those signs, work is always going to be busier for you. Those are always going to be busier months out of the entire year where it's more likely that you're going to hear back about a job opportunity or you're going to get new projects or clients for your business. Like for instance, going back to the Scorpio rising example, Sagittarius rules the second house. But then Aries rules the sixth house and Leo rules the 10th house of that chart. So knowing that all the fire sign seasons are going to be super career focused where that's that's where all the action is taking place during those specific months. Um, whereas if you're a fire sign rising like Leo rising or Sagittarius rising, for example, all of your career houses are ruled by earth signs. So like Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn season are going to be when work is a bigger focus for you. And then to take things one step further, you could start combining the transits of the sun and moon. So knowing when is there a new moon coming up and when is there a full moon coming up and what houses of my chart is that activating? Because that will bring a bit more of an intensity to that area of your life. Like if a new moon is taking place in the 10th house, then that's a, that's way stronger than just like the sun or just the moon moving through the 10th house. It'll bring like a new beginning to the 10th house themes. So for instance, that might be when like more activity is happening, more significant activity is happening within your career or there's an opportunity that comes up or you're launching something. So when you're combining the sun and moon transits, 
you can see how the themes of that house get a lot more heightened for that period of time. So to recap, you will, you will want to start tracking the houses. The moon transits through every two, three days in your own chart and seeing how that appears in your life. You will also want to start tracking the seasons, the zodiac seasons and what house that's happening in for you, as well as when there's a new moon and a full moon taking place and how the house themes, depending on where the new moon or full moon is falling in your chart, how the themes of that house are particularly prominent during that several day period that the new moon and full moon is taking place. And also like just in general, with a new moon, when that happens, you're seeing the effects of that new moon play out over a month long period. And then with a full moon, there's usually a culmination of activity or release that's taking place at the full moon in that particular part of your chart, like more visibility there. And you start to feel that build up to the full moon, like those themes becoming more prominent, like I would say the week or so before the full moon. And then as it fades out, like the week after is when the full moon is felt the strongest. Okay, I hope this was helpful. Transits can be tough to tackle at first. They're really something that like you start to get the hang of it with time. And these three things to focus on first will help to lay a foundation for you to then go on and understand how other transits might be manifesting. And if you are interested in learning about transits more in depth, I do this in my book, which is titled Trust Your Timing. It is out in the UK right now, and it's coming out January 23rd in the US, but it can be shipped from the UK if you want. But in the whole last section of the book, I go over what each planet means in transit and then how to apply transit specifically to understand relationship activity and periods when you might date more, get into a relationship, get married, or even go through like a breakup or a stressful period in the relationship. So definitely check that out. I'll add the link in my bio. And also I have something really exciting coming in early 2024. I'm anticipating February 2024 for this, but that will also teach you a lot more about transits. So get ready for that. But once again, thank you guys again for listening and I'll see you back here on Monday. 